quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Talk policy. Talk normal. Do not lie. What Christian was talking about, I don't know. That's an incredibly made-up figure. In the evenings, I shall read to you. Then we shall go to bed, my dearest girl. We come from the moral majority. <laughs> Big hug. Any accurate reading of the Bible should make it clear that gay rights goes against the plain truth of the Word of God. For the straight folks. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappell. Slovenia's parliament sanctions marriage equality, the Cheney family's charming lesbian literary legacy, and from Tinky Winky to Velma Dinkley. Those stories and more this week now that you've chosen This Way Out. I'm David Hunt. And I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. With NewsWrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending October 8, 2022. Slovenia's lesbian and gay couples now have the right to civil marriage. Legislation approved by parliament this week also includes the right to adopt children. 48 MPs voted in favor, 29 against, and one abstained. A July ruling by Slovenia's constitutional court gave lawmakers no choice. The justices concluded 6-3 to three, that denying same-gender couples the right to civil marriage violated a constitutional ban on discrimination. The decision stressed that the importance of traditional marriage as a union of a man and a woman was not diminished. This to reassure socially conservative Slovenians, according to Euronews. Just a month after a new left-leaning government replaced a far-right one, the court's ruling gave Parliament six months to amend all relevant laws. They did it in four. This makes Slovenia the first Eastern European nation with marriage equality. It's bucking the official anti-queer trends in neighboring Hungary and Poland. During the long and sometimes heated debate, Slovenian State Secretary Simon Maljevac said, we are recognizing the rights of same-sex couples that they should have had for a long time. Brazil's highly anticipated presidential election is headed to a runoff between former president Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, and current president, Jair Bolsonaro. The leftist Lula garnered 48.4% of the vote on October 2nd, while Trump of the tropics Bolsonaro got 43.2%. 50% plus one is needed to win. Following his Nick Namesake's playbook, Bolsonaro proclaimed weeks ahead of the vote that it would be rigged. Federal police have asked prosecutors to charge him for spreading dangerous misinformation about COVID-19, belittling people wearing masks, and at one point claiming that people being vaccinated could get HIV-AIDS. He's widely reviled at home and abroad for his obnoxiously macho misogyny, racism, and anti-queer rhetoric. Brazil's presidential runoff election is October 30th. On a queer-positive note, two transgender candidates made Brazilian history by becoming the first to win election to federal office. Black former sex worker and Sao Paulo municipal council member Erica Hilton will represent the state of Sao Paulo. Former teacher and Belo Horizonte council member Duda Celebert was elected in the state of Minas Gerais. They're both from leftist parties. 
In Georgia, blatant hypocrisy and family strife have engulfed a far-right Republican's candidacy for the U.S. Senate. Former college football star Herschel Walker is the disgraced ex-president's hand-picked candidate to unseat Democratic Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock. Warnock's progressive credentials include protecting a woman's right to choose what happens to her own body. Walker unequivocally supports a federal ban on all abortions, with no exceptions for rape, incest, or threat to the mother's life, at least in public. He had already grudgingly admitted to fathering four children with four different women. This week, the Daily Beast revealed that Walker had paid for one of those women to have an abortion. The report included photos of a signed check from Walker, a receipt from the clinic where the abortion was performed, and a signed Get Well card that came with the check. That was too much for one of his children, same gender and Trump-loving conservative social media influencer Christian Walker. His early support for his father's campaign was apparently not without reservations. He broke with his hypocritical deadbeat dad in a widely viewed Twitter post on October 3rd. Compelled to respond to the predictable right-wing media attacks, Christian posted a follow-up message the next day. Nobody knows anything. So for everyone making these wild theories and whatever, that, that, that's crazy. This is about a bunch of lies. Again, I could, if I had an issue with whatever, I could have ended this table. That's not my intention. My intention is don't lie about your life at the expense of me, my mom, and all of the people that you've affected throughout your life. You don't get to pretend you're some moral family guy. You don't get to pretend all these things. Talk policy, talk normal. Do not lie. Candidate Walker vehemently denied the reports about the abortion at first. He barked about suing the news outlet, but without a bite. He did make a typically inept effort to sing a redemption song on the October 5th Fox and Friends, but even a generous host could not keep him in tune. I want to bring people together. That's the way I've always been. I don't care who you are. And whether you have fallen down, I'm telling you can get up. I'm telling you that you can have success if you're willing to admit your problem right. and get up and keep going forward. So, Herschel, you're saying that you weren't the perfect dad or the perfect spouse, but you've been redeemed. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, no one is perfect. I'm a sinner. We all sin before the glory of God. But every day I get up in the morning, I pray to God to let me do his will. And that's the reason I'm in this race right now. The following day found Walker at a press event, reverting to his original denials. This year, the abortion thing is false. It's a lie. And that's what I said. I said, anything happened with my ex-wife or what Christian was talking about, I don't know. And I said nothing about if it did happen, because I said, that's a lie. An October 7th New York Times report made things even worse for Walker. It revealed that the same woman Walker paid to have an abortion in 2009 says he subsequently asked her to get a second abortion two years later. When she refused, the relationship ended. The resulting 10-year-old son reportedly gets the bare court-ordered minimum of support and attention from Walker. Herschel Walker is just one among scores of unqualified, Trump-backed, election-denying, anti-woman candidates on federal, state, and local ballots in U.S. midterm elections on November 8th. Many progressives say that the outcome will literally determine the future of American democracy. A federal judge in Texas has freed employers in the state to discriminate against LGBTQ people. Anti-queer Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed the lawsuit against the Biden administration's policies. Trump-appointed U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Kaczmarek decided that guidelines issued by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission 
and the Department of Health and Human Services to protect LGBTQ people and transgender youth are unlawful and don't cover correlated conduct, like a trans person's bathroom use or preferred pronouns. Paxton's lawsuit characterized those protections as wanton federal overreach. Paxton hailed his legal victory with a not-so-subtle November re-election pitch, saying, The Biden administration's attempts to radicalize federal law, to track its woke political beliefs, are beyond dangerous. I will continue to push back against these unlawful attempts to use federal agencies to normalize extremist positions that put millions of Texans at risk. The U.S. Department of Justice already has an appeal pending against a similar lawsuit challenging LGBTQ employment protections, filed by Tennessee and 19 other Republican-led states. It's unknown whether it will appeal the Texas District Court ruling. Velma Dinkley is out of the closet. Scooby-Doo fans have long speculated about the sexual orientation of the oversized dog detective's young human companion. The October 4th worldwide release of the popular animated TV and movie franchises Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo has the entertainment world and right-wing media all abuzz. The director of a live-action version of Scooby-Doo says that he lobbied for a lesbian Velma years ago but failed to get approval. The ice is finally broken when Velma first sets eyes on the alluring but notorious crime syndicate leader Coco Diablo. Jinkies. She later confides in fellow amateur sleuth Daphne. I didn't know convicted felons were your type. What? Huh, type? Me? Please. Who has time for a, a type? We have our work cut out for us and I am focused like a laser on... Okay, who am I kidding? I'm crushing big time Daphne. What do I do? What do I say? Of course, far-right naysayers went bonkers while most of the world celebrated. Type Velma or Velma Dinkley into a Google search bar and you'll be greeted by falling confetti and rainbow flags. HBO's Velma is an adult origin story spinoff set to debut in 2023 with a 10-episode first season. Its star-studded cast features lesbian icons Jane Lynch and Wanda Sykes and South Asian performer Mindy Kaling in the title role. Kaling says, I think we can handle a brown Velma. Finally, longtime queer ally Jon Stewart is back for a second season of his show, Apple TV Plus's The Problem with Jon Stewart. His relish for taking down lying public officials as host of the wildly popular The Daily Show on Comedy Central has not abated. In an online video promo for the current show, Stewart's victim is Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, as the season kicks off this week with the problem of gender. Oh yes, the gender wars! Anti-trans legislation increased 800%. What, did trans people storm the Capitol? 98% of the young people who have gender dysphoria are able to move past that wow. without uh, that medical treatment. That's an incredibly made-up figure. That's News Wrap. Global Queer News with Attitude for the week ending October 8th, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucha Chappell, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. 
For This Way Out, I'm David Hunt. Stay healthy. And I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. Stay safe. I'm a little tired of the weary throwaway line that there is no such thing as the gay sensibility. Of course there is such a thing as the gay sensibility. Of course gay men and women think in some fundamental ways differently from straight. It is not just about what we do in bed. It is about the echoes in the culture of who we are or who we aren't. Hi, I'm Clive Barker. Listen to This Way Out. This Way Out is supported by contributions from our listeners. Some give a little each month. Some make a larger annual contribution. More information and a link to give are online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. The sexual preference of Tinky Winky has been the subject of debate since the series premiered in England in 1997. Animated animosity later in the program. It's time for another This Way Out Rewind. 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 These days, U.S. Congresswoman Liz Cheney's rabid determination to cleanse their party of Trumpism has stolen the spotlight from the rest of her royal Republican family. Back when her dad, Dick, was running for re-election as George W. Bush's vice president in 2004, two other Cheney women starred in a dramatic campaign moment. When top-of-the-ticket Democratic challenger John Kerry mentioned that Liz's little sister was a lesbian, their mother Lynn loudly protested the alleged outing, although Mary Cheney had been out for years and was even employed as an LGBTQ advocate before becoming an operative in the Republican campaign. Liz Cheney was not always so touchy about the L word. When the second lady published a novel in October 2007, This Way Out News director Cindy Friedman discovered this titillating tidbit from her earlier work entitled Sisters. Once I had a secret love The women who embraced in the wagon were Adam and Eve crossing a dark cathedral stage. No, Eve and Eve loving one another as they would not be able to once they ate of the fruit and knew themselves as they truly were. She felt curiously moved, curiously envious of them. She had never to this moment thought Eden a particularly attractive paradise based as it was on naivete but she saw that the women in the cart had a passionate, loving intimacy forever closed to her. How strong it made them, what comfort it gave. The young woman was heavily powdered, but quite attractive, a curvesome creature, rounded at bosom and cheek. When she smiled, even her teeth seemed puffed and rounded like tiny ivory pillows. Let us go away together, away from the anger and imperatives of men. We shall find ourselves a secluded bower where they dare not venture. 
There will be only the two of us, and we shall linger through long afternoons of sweet retirement. In the evenings, I shall read to you while you work your cross-stitch in the firelight, and then we shall go to bed, my dearest girl. You've been listening to an excerpt from Sisters, a 1981 novel by Lynn, mother of Mary and wife of U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney. I'm Kate Clinton, and while I can joke about the political state of our country, it's no laughing matter what Congress could do to our civil rights. An informed community is a strong community. That's why I'm inviting you to tune in to this station to hear This Way Out. Good news. Good news. Ain't that good news? Are you signed up for our e-newsletter, Inside This Way Out? We send them out every few weeks, briefly reviewing recent and previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international LGBTQ radio show. All you have to do is email us at info at thiswayout.org. And be assured that we don't share or sell your email address or anything about you to anyone else, and we never will. Again, to receive the occasional Inside This Way Out and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org. Thank you. This step of gay rights is but another stepping stone toward the immorality and lawlessness that will be characteristic of the last days. Hopefully the world won't end before you hear this important message, but first... We come from the moral majority. Heed our warning when we say... It's going to be a groundswell of good people coming forward and, you might say, enforcing their values on those who don't agree with them. We are here to cleanse impurity, rid the world of vice and sin. We're talking about well over 350, 60, 70, 80, 90 members of Congress who, if your rights and their re-election are placed on the table, don't bet on your rights. Just like Adolf Hitler's Germany, purebred and Christian, watch out, we may win. The Little Mermaid is black, Velma Dinkley is queer, and Hocus Pocus 2 can turn your living room into the set of poltergeists. If such conspiratorial fantasies could really knock the Earth off its axis, it would have happened long ago, like when we reported this traditional family freakout in 1999. The most widely reported gay story in U.S. media this week was the outing of the star of an international television show which has spun off a marketing empire of best-selling videos, audio recordings, and other items. Former leader of the now-defunct moral majority, Jerry Falwell, has published in his National Liberty Journal this parent alert. 
The sexual preference of Tinky Winky, the largest of the four Teletubbies characters on the series that airs in America on PBS stations, has been the subject of debate since the series premiered in England in 1997. The character, whose voice is obviously that of a boy, has been found carrying a purse in many episodes. Teletubbies producers insist that the so-called purse is in fact a magic bag. Here to speak for himself is... Pinky Winky! <laughs> Mr. Winky, would you care to comment? <laughs> now, further evidence that the creators of the series intend for Tinky Winky to be a gay role model have sufficed. He is purple, the gay pride color, and his antenna is shaped like a triangle, the gay pride symbol. <laughs> In our reviews of some 40 mainstream press reports and columns, Falwell has been universally ridiculed. Again, again. Falwell has been universally ridiculed. After two days of media assault, Falwell told NBC that he didn't really mean that you are gay, but that if you are, he is concerned. There are also those who maintain that, as a Teletubby, you are only vaguely human and cannot be considered to have gender attributes at all, much less a sexual orientation. Mr. Winky, I must ask you the question that has so obsessed America this week. Uh-oh. Are you gay? <laughs> Big hug. Bye. For This Way Out, I'm Cindy Friedman with Leo Garcia. Hi, I'm Brian DeShazer, CEO of This Way Out Radio and Overnight Productions, Inc. This Way Out has been selected as one of the first-year collections for the Library of Congress National Recording Preservation Board, Radio Preservation Task Force's new program, Sound Submissions. This means This Way Out programs will be preserved for future generations. You can help preserve the future of This Way Out. Email us at info at thiswayout.org to subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you for listening and for your support. the strains of Christian nationalism on the rise, it's good to recall a story covered by This Way Out's Greg Gordon about a patriotic pastor in October 2012. In a speech that's gone viral, Reverend Phil Snyder of the Brentwood Christian Church gave the Springfield, Missouri City Council an earful during a debate over adding LGBT people to their discrimination protections. But his remarks took a somewhat unexpected turn from where they began. I was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri, and I worry about the future of our city. Any accurate reading of the Bible should make it clear that gay rights goes against the plain truth of the Word of God. As one preacher warns, man and overstepping the boundary lines God has drawn by making special rights for gays and lesbians has taken another step in the direction of inviting the judgment of God upon our land. This step of gay rights is but another stepping stone toward the immorality and lawlessness that will be characteristic of the last days. 
This ordinance represents a denial of all that we believe in and no one should force it on us. It's not that we don't care about homosexuals, but it's that our rights will be taken away. And unchristian views will be forced on us and our children, for we'll be forced to go against our personal morals. Outside government agents are endeavoring to disturb God's established order. It is not in line with the Bible. Do not let people lead you astray. The liberals leading this movement do not believe the Bible any longer, but every good, substantial, Bible-believing, intelligent, orthodox Christian can read the Word of God and know what is happening is not of God. When you run into conflict with God's established order, you have trouble. You do not produce harmony. You produce destruction and trouble, and our city is in the greatest danger that it has ever been in in its history. The reason is that we have gotten away from the Bible of our forefathers. You see, the right of segregation, I'm sorry, hold on. The right of segregation is clearly established by the Holy Scriptures, both by precept and example. One minute. I'm sorry, I brought the wrong notes with me this evening. Uh, I've borrowed my argument from the wrong century. Uh, it turns out what I've been reading to you this whole time are direct quotes from white preachers from the 1950s and the 1960s, all in support of racial segregation. All I have done is simply take out the phrase racial integration and substituted it with the phrase gay rights. I guess the arguments I've been hearing around Springfield lately sounded so similar to these that I got them confused. I hope you will not make the same mistake. I hope you will stand on the right side of history. Thank you. For the straight folks who don't mind gays but wish they weren't so blatant. Black lesbian feminist poet activist Pat Parker. You know, some people got a lot of nerve. Sometimes I don't believe the things I see and hear. Have you met the woman who's shocked by two women kissing and in the same breath tells you that she's pregnant? But gays shouldn't be blatant. Or the straight couple sits next to you in a movie and you can't hear the dialogue because of the sound effects. But gays shouldn't be blatant. And the woman in your office spends your whole lunch hour talking about her new bikini drawers and how much her husband likes them. But gays shouldn't be blatant. Or the hip chick in your class rattling a mile a minute while you're trying to get stoned in a john about the camping trip she took with her musician boyfriend. But gays shouldn't be blatant. You go in a public bathroom and all over the walls there's John Loves Mary, Janice Diggs Richard, Pepe Loves Dolores, etc. But gays shouldn't be blatant. Or you go to an amusement park and there's a tunnel of love and pictures of straights painted on the front and grinning couples coming in and out. But gays shouldn't be blatant. Fact is, blatant heterosexuals are all over the place. Supermarkets, movies, at work, in church, in books, on television, every day and night, every place, even in gay bars. And they want gay men and women to go hide in the closets. So to you straight folks, I say, sure, I'll go, if you go too, but I'm polite, so after you. Thank you.
Thanks for finding This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from David Hunt and Elena Botkin-Levy, produced by Brian DeShazer, and with archival material from Cindy Friedman, Leo Garcia, and Greg Gordon. Sam Cook, the Choral Majority, and Anita Bryant performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This Way Out acknowledges the support of KOOP 91.7 FM Community Radio for Austin, Texas, and donors Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listeners, donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Lisha Chappelle. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on 2BAY Byron Bay, New South Wales, WBDY Binghamton, New York, KPNW Bellingham, Washington, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned, y'all.